1: From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good afternoon. It is the 10th of August. Wonderful to have you here for the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance and reporting season. I'll add that one in. I'm Nadine Blaney here with... Annette Beecher is here on another record day. Ding, ding, ding. S&P ASX 200 closing (laughs) up by three-tenths of 1%. We're not going to get caught out this time, Annette. Uh, (laughs) net change 24 (laughs) points. Look, materials traded slightly higher. Infotech is the real standout, though, as far as the sector goes today. Percentage terms up Mm. by 1.6%. Some interesting moves out there as this Asian session comes to a close. We're watching U.S. crude rising by a dollar. It has pulled back slightly. So just to timestamp this, this is you know about half an hour after the market close here in Australia, and also uh, watching Asian markets, Chinese tech in particular in Hong Kong, doing really well to end this Asian session. I mean, Tencent up by close to six percent. I'm not aware. As to why, yeah, but it's worthwhile mentioning.
0: We've had quite a few guests on. When, remember when the markets were rattled a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago and quite a few of the clearer heads based in Hong Kong, uh, such from Stonehorn Partners, were saying in the long run, this is good for tech data privacy, social responsibility, they seem to suggest that it was a buy-on-dip and specifically Ten Cent was one of the names mentioned. So maybe there is a cautious buy-on-dip.
1: Well, we'll see what happens. As far as what was bu- bought up and, and moved the markets today, Afterpay did really well in terms of index weights. CBA did the most for the market overall. Um, Westpac as well. So there's a lot of anticipation, I think, building ahead of the CBA result that comes through tomorrow. Uh, look, we don't need to go too far into it. We will be speaking with Matt Common after that to get his thoughts on
0: really where to from here. I think that's the part. We all know the good news is baked in and I guess we're feeling a bit nervous. Can the good times roll when probably half their market is in lockdown right now? <laughs> Absolutely.
1: I mean, Suncorp CEO yesterday said yes. They believe that there will be a snapback as the RBA is throwing its weight behind. But I mean, in the wake of that business read today, I noticed uh, EY for one weighed in saying it looks as if businesses will be slowing their hiring, pausing, you know, some of those investment decisions.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's one report, obviously yep. one report for July. I guess it wasn't as catastrophic as what I expected. Confidence now collapsing into negative, minus eight, just to put a number on it. Uh, Conditions, as we discussed yesterday, we were looking at conditions. What were firms actually doing? And they're still trading they're still profitable they're still hiring just at a lesser pace so that's not surprising so I guess now I need to see August do they all fall again and if that's the case then that RBA guidance, RBA optimism mm-hmm. may be a tad misplaced but we're not there yet.
1: Okay not there yet well I'm going to hang on to that so I think it emphasizes how important the insights we get from reporting season are going to be. And just on that, um, today we had some good reports coming through. James Hardy was up at one stage, pretty close to 5%. Look, closing out the day with a 3% gain, which is not bad. Everyone I talked to about this report, Annette, was really favorable. They said Big che- check yeah. for the guidance going forward. Jim Bailey from Tribeca, that interview's up on the site. She loves it. She would be buying here. Dan Bosher from Perennial, he, he thinks it's a fantastic report. A plus is what he gave it. He said management is executing really, really well, and he puts a lot of the credit at the feet of management. But he says it is just a little expensive for him at this stage. Is this, this leveraged stage. to the
0: U.S. market? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've had a couple of people on talking about how the U.S. building cycle is on a bit of a measure trend, Because like the rest of us, there's been price pressures and supplies following up on that. So I guess of all the uncertain forward guidance out there, that's one thing you can hang your hat on, which is construction will be going full tilt for at at least the next year.
1: Uh, We saw iron ore coming off yet again in today's session. Um, We had uh, energy as well being hit hard down by 7 tenths of 1%, but I think it's uh, worthwhile to stick with the reporting season theme, bringing you to our stock of the day. And the stock of the day is James Hardy. There you go. Gary Glover from Novus Capital and Howard Coleman from Team Invest sat down, well, virtually sat down with Koshi (laughs) to give us their take on James Hardy, the stock.
0: I and mean, there's clearly a building boom going on in terms of prices as well as in terms of volume. So a marvellous results. Their guidance for the year is about double the profits of the previous year. They've had one quarter of the new year, which is excellent. The only thing, as I say, is P is high. And the time to buy a cyclical stock, one connected to the housing industry like this, is when the cycle's down, when everybody's talking about doom and gloom. And the reverse is happening now. Great company looks good price a bit too high wait for bad news in the building industry and that's the time to be buying it i mean the sector's in on fire at the moment which is positive for the whole group but how's right just getting a bit pricey here look the plus there i think it's funny that the brokers have actually got this one right here i think um there were sort of seven strong buys, two two moderate buys, two holds, and two strong sells. so in this case uh, most brokers were, um, were pretty bullish the sector which is positive it does it is expected to grow earnings next year, which is sort of what most companies have sort of. Uh, most analysts are probably looking for a tapering off, whereas James Hardy, just because of that uh, U.S. growth, there, expecting it to be a, a stronger year next year as well.
1: Price. It always comes down to price, doesn't it? Um,
0: yeah, we've had a few bit of feedback, isn't it? When you're, at, when you're at record highs, where is the value? You've got to look pretty hard.
1: And when you know the company itself is saying that there are some
0: uncertainties going forward in the states, and then you've
1: got to wonder if some of the demand for James Hardy products has been brought forward because of stimulus, because of the whole pandemic influence. So. Uh, There you go. That's, that's. I was going to say one person's couple of views (laughs) on James Hardy. And if you want to listen to uh, Junbei Lu from Tribeca in a little bit more detail on that, you can access her thoughts on reporting season so far via the show notes. I wrapped the day with Gaurav Sodhi from the Intelligent Investor, Annette.
0: He said, look, so far, so good for reporting season. Yeah we're, we're still only tiptoeing in I think once those uh, big banks start rolling in I think the sense of anticipation is probably a little high as we just discussed like yeah NAB's got the checkbook out with um, that city business plus share buyback Suncorp shot the lights out so are, are we there yet? Yeah. Are we looking pricey? All will we'll be revealed tomorrow so it'd be great to have Matt comment on the program to see what he thinks. Yeah
1: now um, you reminded me just mentioning uh, Suncorp there
0: I had a a chat in and City
1: but in particular with Rod Sims, who is the chair, as you know, of the ACCC, the competition watchdog. And we started by talking about the telcos because they're taking Telstra, which reports on Thursday, incidentally, Optus and uh, TPG to court, accusing them of not just naughty behavior toward customers, but naughty behavior because they didn't, they didn't do deliver. what they were supposed to do in no. terms of uh, remediating and uh, listening to the regulator. But then the conversation went into banks, and he said he's very concerned about the decreasing lack of competition in the Australian banking sector, evidenced in the type of move we saw yesterday from the NAB
0: yeah that's right well it's uh, in my career when i know when we first opened up banks yeah it seems like all the banks came and i would say about two-thirds of the banks have now since left
1: yeah or merged or something Mm. like that
0: so there you go uh luke larrative is one of those that says the best
1: of reporting season is still to come you can listen to his thoughts via the show notes as well uh and that we get more talk from the fomc tonight mester is on tap to
0: discuss inflation risks. Ah, well, you would when you've got CPI <laughs> coming up tomorrow night. So we've just digested payroll. So yes, we will be talking about inflation next. Will it be the fifth consecutive report with lofty inflation? Obviously, it's the Fed that matters uh, on that one. Bit thin on the ground for Aussie. All we have tomorrow is Westpac consumer sentiment. That's the monthly measure. But as we found out today, the weekly measure slammed below that 100 neutral mark. So let's see what that brings tomorrow. And um, July, NFIB Small Business Optimism Report is
1: out tonight, so we'll be watching employment. Any comments around that? We'll also be watching for prices as well. Annette, I just feel like uh, our chat about the business confidence and uh, condition survey was a little short. What What is your sense in terms of whether or not there will be further fiscal stimulus coming from the federal government.
0: Yeah, I've put out a view today on exactly that. Yes, the fall in sentiment is what we expected for businesses and consumers, as most of us are locked up, that's not surprising. But uh, as you say, at the moment, the real variables are still positive. So at the moment, we're have to rely on history that lock that easing lockdowns brings back a snapback but as we were sort of discussing before if august sinks further the risk of that snapback is not there then the rba the government everyone has to have a rethink and we could actually have another round of stimulus by christmas but we need another month to find out
1: okay so we are hanging out watching waiting hoping Oh, everything resolves itself very quickly, but I think um, you know fingers and toes crossed for that one. Still, though, lockdowns don't matter to the equity market. We know that. That record closing high for the ASX two hundred <laughs> up by three tenths. They're of assuming snapbacks. Yeah, financials, <laughs> IT, and communication performing the best. Energy, as we said, health cares and industrials the worst. So that wraps this Tuesday session for Asanet. Have all, a good one.
0: All again tomorrow. CBA front and center. Have a good evening.